0: Hi, (laughs) Oliva. Hi Ione! <laughs> and hello to our listeners. Welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ioni, the founding editor-in-chief of Polyester online, in print, and everywhere else.
1: And I'm Halima, the community editor and co-host of the Polyester Podcast.
0: This week we have a sleepover club where Helima and I have all those gorgeous conversations you usually have at a sleepover with your mates. And soon enough we'll have an obsessions episode where we speak to somebody we admire about something that has nothing to do with how they generate their income. <laughs> <laughs> okay um how are you today halima <laughs>
1: i'm doing great i how are you
0: <laughs> okay anyway i think we fooled you guys enough if you guys didn't know i'm not Ioni campbell <laughs> it, was it was a bit it was a bit it was a bit that went on too long <laughs> my name is halima it's halima here and i have a special guest today and it's Eden Young! Hello! <laughs> so happy to be here again. Thank you, thank you. Our fearless Leader-in-Chief, Ione Gamble, has COVID, so she's not with us today. Um, But in spirit, Ione is with us. I mean, that sounds so scary. I mean, she's, she <sighs> she's coming back rubbish. next week. <laughs> Very morbid. She's coming back next week. But yeah, I feel weird in the podcast on <laughs> myself.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not with but yeah.
0: Thank you, thank you. I'm a good hand cause I'm with Eden. Okay. What are we talking about this week, Eden? This week
1: we're talking about the rise of the trad wife. Yes, yes.
0: We're talking about the rise of the trad wife. And why do we want to speak about this today, Eden?
1: Rihanna is pregnant. There's yeah, been a lot there's it's... been a lot of discourse. A yes, lot.
0: A lot of discourse. When I only mentioned it, I only was like you guys actually talk about that article about the whole like women not having babies and stuff, and then she was yes. like, I "And mean, then get to Rihanna." So <laughs> this is what we're gonna do. Nice. I can't believe Rihanna is pregnant though.
1: It's kind of wild. The photo shoot was extremely bizarre. I loved it. It's so real. I felt like it, no, it's like a very like Truman show. It's like, why do you she, think? Why is she out in the snow in a just a coat, full on nips out, belly out? <laughs> Her nips it's like, are out. She's wearing a jacket. <laughs> But she's, she's like, it's a bizarre outfit, and it's like obviously they were like they called the pups and were like, okay, we're gonna be at this place in like mm. twenty minutes, and it just look it f- makes me feel cold, <laughs> and then the jewelry's like on her stomach, and it'll be so cold. Do you
0: think it was a pop stick or was it like a proper photo shoot? I said it was like a proper photo shoot.
1: Oh really? I think so. Like right. it was high quality. Why an outside in the middle of winter in the snow photo shoot? I don't get it. I just don't. <laughs> it, maybe it's just too highbrow for me. Maybe I love Rihanna though, and I'm and so happy for her.
0: I find it weird as well because, like, I remember Rihanna being very formative to my childhood. Like, I I remember like watching her music videos on Kiss, and she, she's just like I remember like there was a whole thing on Kiss about her birthday, and she had turned she was nineteen or something like I remember this so vividly I remember seeing a um what's it called a tweet on Twitter that was like I can't wait for the Rihanna and um Nicki Minaj fan fiction where their children fall in love
1: <laughs> wow. wow! someone was like what well, I saw a tweet that was like what if Drake imprints on that baby
0: I saw that too oh my god
1: ew Drake
0: ew Drake <laughs> but it is crazy to see like Nicki Minaj and Rihanna having children to me anyway because I remember them being like young people like rising yeah. in music when I was younger and and I mean I guess they've always been adults but like now they're proper adults who have like babies and they're having babies
1: it's re- it's really making us question our like age and our existence at the same mm-hmm. time <laughs> yeah we're all getting old
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the report that came out recently that caused waves is the office for national statistics report and it was reported last week that women are having fewer children at a later age. The Office for National Statistics reported that more than half of women in England and Wales don't have children by the time they are 30. What do you think
1: about that? It's kind of wild that it's that it's now at 50%, like half. Mm. But they were comparing it to, what? like, what year were they comparing it to? Oh, I'm not sure. In the, the, is it the Cosmo article? Yeah. I think it was in, the, in 1978, mm. it was 17% of women over 30 haven't had kids. So there's like... There's a bit, there's like a lot that's happened mm. since then. Mm. But yeah, it seemed like a like a really high figure to me. Mm.
0: Why do you think women are having kids? I mean, I don't really. When I heard the news, I was a bit like,
1: "Stop! <laughs> Does that makes sense." And <laughs> is this a story? I think there's there's a lot to consider, but at the end of the day, I think it all just comes down to capitalism, <laughs> like everything <laughs> else. <laughs>
0: like
1: everything else, it's just too expensive to have a mm. baby.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people. I don't know. I think because I was listening to the Jennifer Coolidge episode of um, Shut Up Evan yesterday, and she's talking about how young she feels, and how like because n- she doesn't have children. And Jennifer Coolidge is sixty; she feels like a like a like a young person. Like she doesn't feel like she's like getting like she's a she's she doesn't feel like she's an old person, basically. And I just feel like I don't know. Maybe do we feel younger as as a, a people? I mean, she's sixty to be fair, but. I don't know do you know what I mean like I feel like our parents probably felt more grown at our age than we
1: do yeah um I think that everyone is aging slower yeah that really actually I saw my cousin this weekend who's she's like 40 has a kid and she, we were laughing about how when I was 21 years old, I was sat upstairs in my little cousin's room we were watching a high school musical together. And she was just laughing, saying, I had two kids when I was her age and she's upstairs doing a high school musical dance routine. And I think that even though we're only like 13 years apart, I think it's really mm. interesting that people, maybe people were expected to settle down a lot quicker than what we are. But then I think everything you have to take into consideration that people aren't settling down as quickly as they were. People mm. are having living in house shares. People can't afford to get a house. People just aren't expected to kind of stop living their life at Mm -hmm. 21 and have kids. Yeah. Whereas I feel like people were.
0: Yeah, I guess people, I guess like there is an expectancy beforehand. Like it was like a need. There was a need to have Mm -hmm. kids and need to get married. I don't think that need is as as prominent now,
1: if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So definitely, I think it is circumstance.
1: It was the norm Mm -hmm. to kind of get married and have kids and now and then there was maybe a pushback in like the 70s where people were like well we're all depressed and we don't want this to be the norm anymore Mm. so we're gonna burn our bras and fight for like women's lib Mm -hmm. and now it's not the norm at all Mm -hmm. and that's why I feel like there's now this pushback where people kind of want to return to that time and they're getting they're getting sick of people not having kids and people not settling down and That's just, like, not normal anymore. So that's why I think there's really been this rise in the return of the trad wife.
0: I love when you said this to me on We message, because I was like, Eden has a phrase for everything. I had no clue (laughs) that trad wife was even a thing.
1: Yeah, I um, I I don't even know where I heard it. I think it maybe started, like, on, I want to say, like, 4chan. And like mm. that kind of dark side of the internet where it was, you know, the meme where the woman's in like with the blonde hair and the like the flowery dress. Mm-hmm. That started on 4chan and that was like a oh. kind of like an alt right mm-hmm. meme. And then when people started using it on other sides of the internet, people were like, whoa, 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 like you can't use this meme of this like blonde Aryan woman. Like this is mm. like what all the like alt right fascists are using to like portray as like the perfect trad wife. Mm hmm. Um, which I think is really interesting as well. It's definitely all tied in together to the rise of that kind of way of thinking, I think.
0: So let's define wife for people who don't know. So a wife is a woman who doesn't work. So she doesn't work and she looks after her children, her husband and their house. And yeah, yeah, that's what a wife is basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Which I feel is a very normal thing for a lot mm-hmm. of people. People will just do that. But I think people are like politicising that and making it into something maybe a bit more sinister
0: yeah I remember because when I was doing research for the tradwife thing there was articles in 2020 from the Guardian that talked about how uh, like the the Daily Mail the Times and the BBC This Morning and Victoria Derbyshire all mm-hmm. ha- interviewed tradwives in 2020 because apparently it was there was a massive rise in like the, the British tradwife and how like it celebrates British etiquette Mm-hmm. Which I thought was interesting because I think we—I mean, I don't—I don't recall this in 2020, but I think it probably was a thing then, or probably still is now a thing now. But I think that it's moved into TikTok.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's the—it's the Mrs. Hinch effect. It's mm. this like capitalization of like the housewife i Mm -hmm. don't know it's really bizarre to explain but i follow a few accounts on tiktok that are just really satisfying to my brain Mm -hmm. Where it's like all these like midwestern moms who label every single thing in the house and they have a gadget for this and a gadget for that and everything is like perfect and in its place that's very like stepford wivesy very Mm -hmm. 1950s but it's just kind of being rebranded as something that's new and exciting Mm -hmm. for like the gray velvet sofa girlies
0: it's weird though isn't it because like I guess people are, like, talking about how much they like it or, like, whatever, especially on TikTok, less about, like, the the like, the like British type of travel that we're seeing, mm-hmm. but more of, like, the people on TikTok who are talking about it. And it's definitely them talking about the fact that they don't want to work, right? Like, I think the main yeah. basis of it is the fact that they're rejecting the idea of having to go to work and especially, I think maybe the pandemic even influenced it a little bit, like, yeah. the idea of people not wanting to...
1: do to like, we just got too used to sitting at home.
0: Yeah, exactly. We're sitting at home. People are like disillusioned with the idea of having to work to live. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that has impacted the rise. But I think that's interesting because when Betty Friedan wrote the Feminine Mystique, her whole thing was the fact that there was a problem with no name, and the problem with no name was the fact that housewives were at home all day, like living their lives for their husbands and their children, and they were depressed. Like that was a problem. But now it's something that people. idolizing or
1: aspiring to because Mm it's 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 now no longer the norm Mm -hmm. and people are they're romanticizing it like like you're saying all the girlies on tiktok who basically just want to have loads of money not work and kind of live out this lana del rey fantasy Mm -hmm. because i think as well a lot of these women on tiktok are framing it kind of what we were talking about last week about the Disassociative feminism. Mm -hmm. They're like all intelligent young women who are well, very well read and like very self-aware. Like they know exactly what they're doing, and they're kind of writing these like big text paragraphs on TikTok, and they basically want to kind of like use a man. Like Mm -hmm. they just want like this himbo that's going to pay for everything, while they just kind of sit back and they're fully aware of like what's going on, but they want to kind of pretend that they don't. Like Mm -hmm. this, like pretend to be naive when really they're pulling the strings and they're using their femininity to do that mm. again it's this very very white very thin very i want to say like lolita-esque mm. like they're like wearing cute dresses and they're very like wafy mm. which kind of ties into all the tradwife stuff like yeah. you gotta be you gotta be beautiful <laughs> and wear like certain things
0: it's quite poetic though no, that it's coming back when it's 10 years after <laughs> born to die <laughs>
1: Yeah, the Lana (gasps) effect.
0: (laughs) And um, what's it called? Was it Prima Donna Girl? The Moon and diamond Mm -hmm. album is ten years this year as well.
1: Yeah, it's that aesthetic as well. It's just, it's just never going to die. Like, I don't know why.
0: I think like when we're talking about it, because I think there's so many memes at the minute. I think they're all jokey to some extent, but I think some jokes have a lot of jokes have truth, where people Mm -hmm. are like it's feminism's fault that we have to work like it's feminism's fault because you know that women have to work and we have to go have a job or uh, there was that meme that was going around a while ago that was like I'm sorry lala. I can't keep going to school I hate it do you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) so a lot of I mean even though it's a joke I know I've said those jokes before that like people are like it's feminism's fault and it's this Mm -hmm. you know mainstream feminism's fault that women have to work and all this stuff and I can see why like people might be like, fuck feminism and I want to re- return back to a time where I didn't have to work. But like that also that also wasn't the reality of the situation in the seventies or like yeah. before then, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I was reading Bell hooks's book, Feminism is for Everyone. She's talking about how, and it's interesting because she talks, spoke, spoke about this in 2000. And I think it's so relevant now as well that a lot of women blame feminism for the fact that they have to work and not capitalism for the fact they have to work. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole idea that like, Feminism made women work in the 70s, or fought for women to have jobs and uh, have high-profile jobs and make more money, and that was the framing of mainstream feminism in the 70s and stuff like that. But th- there was never people never like thought to consider that there's a lot of women at that time who were actually st- were working and have been working for quite a while. So, such as like poor women, working class, like mm-hmm. working class women, women of color, and all those people. So, all those people were working. It's those who didn't like I don't have to explain this well but (laughs) a lot of women at that time were working it wasn't feminism that made women work it's capitalism
1: yeah it's the women that were middle class who kind of sat at home and had husbands that worked for them that were maybe like well I want more money Mm -hmm. or I want more independence yeah I think like you said people have always worked it's not about that it's about capitalism exactly like the possibility of more that you you could could have more Mm -hmm. You're not happy with what you've got now. Go out and work and get mm. something better. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But the trend is
0: weird. I think the trend is, it's weird. It's a weird trend, this whole mm-hmm. child wife thing. It doesn't actually liberate you in the way that you think it does because you don't like working. No. No.
1: Well, um, in The Stepford Wives, I was just having a little read of it last night and re-watching the film, the 2004 one, which is incredible. <laughs> with Kidman. Everyone needs to watch it. It's so funny, so satirical. But in that, there's a quote from marx and Marx said history repeats itself first is tragedy second is farce so history repeats itself so in the 70s people were kind of fighting for the right to work people were already doing that exactly and then now it's repeating itself as like a farce Mm -hmm. so it's this real self-aware but like kind of like almost taking the piss especially on tiktok like wanting to be like a traditional Mm. wife and stay at home and look after the kids and have all these babies and they're all really cute I found it so scary when you sent me that meme this morning. <laughs> I even sent me a meme of one of those
0: like memes of this girl is romanticizing, like being having being a housewife and having a baby. And the girl's 16. Yeah. And I was thinking, that's so scary because around when I was 16, that's when I was first introduced to feminism and what feminism could do for women and their lives. And I was thinking this, and me and my friend were talking about this, but do you think that like less, like, I don't know. I think we are in like a maybe a post feminism way, like people are a bit like after the whole Tumblr feminism phase of like, the 2016 to 2018 era I think people I don't know have people forgotten about feminism
1: I think it's feminism like like everything has been capitalized mm. upon and people are just sick of that so that pe- everyone's always searching for something something else aren't they mm.
0: it makes me sad that people are sick of feminism though I feel like feminism isn't a thing to be sick of but I mean I get it also like it's not over
1: exactly <laughs> the fight isn't over like women <laughs> are fu- suffering every fucking day like all the stuff that's been happening recently, of like pe- just people, random women just being murdered in the middle of the day mm. in the street. Like, the fight is not over. Yeah, exactly. But then sometimes I think maybe people just get sick of like just like the fucking pure hopelessness of it. Like, yeah. we've been fighting for all these years, and still this is happening every single day. Yeah. So people are kind of looking for an alternative. Yeah, and an alternative is just being ignorant to it all
0: but that won't help
1: (laughs) (laughs) it won't help so if I just wear a really nice dress and just (laughs) sit at home and make some cookies
0: my life will be fine fine. maybe the world Mm -hmm. is burning but my life will be fine but I don't know I think that like it just makes me sad and I think that we need something we need something that reinvigorates people to be excited about feminism again or even like I feel like there's one thing I always think when people talk about feminism is the fact that we always um categorize it as a woman's thing when I guess it's like Mm -hmm about all people who suffer under patriarchy and what patriarchy does.
1: Which is everyone.
0: Which is everyone, literally. It's, it's yeah. everyone. It helps everyone. Yeah. And even thinking about like the the ruling in the UK where they might ban a at- home abortions at the minute. And they're thinking of taking that away from people and 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 abortion services in the UK won't last like if they take away home abortions because of COVID. Like they can't see everybody. Mm. And it'll be a shape. Like do you know what I mean? There's there's so many issues that we should be impassioned and enraged about. Because like I don't know, there is hope. There is radical optimism. I said this in the last podcast, I think too. But mm-hmm. this makes me sad in a, in a way. But yeah,
1: it does. It does tie into what you guys were talking about last week. That everyone is so obsessed with being negative and pessimistic. Mm. You're like, no, we need people to be optimistic. Please. Exactly, we need but it. I think we're definitely living in a time where everyone is just like feels like everyone's just given up. Like. Mm.
0: Nobody cares. No, I mean, you can please. <laughs> I think people do care. I think maybe a lot of people online. I mean, yeah, I think you're right. I think, but I, do, I think I do think there are people who care. I think mm-hmm. like a lot of the work is happening like on the ground, and we're just not seeing it because a lot of activism has moved from online to offline. Yeah. Um, but it's just like finding the right people to follow and finding the right things mm-hmm. to read and see because things are happening, and more people yeah. need to be excited about the poss- what feminism can give us because it can yeah. give us a lot
1: we only just stop being so fucking cynical
0: i know it doesn't help that the pandemic is like i don't know we're i think we're in a i think we've been in collective mourning for a while so i guess it, yeah. it's understandable but like kind of let these bastards win you know we kind of like you were saying the whole trad wife thing is like the rise of the right it's linked in some way right yeah definitely I this, when i heard them talking about like when i was reading the garden article about the trad wife in british tv and shit like that and they're talking about how it celebrates British etiquette. Alarm bells. Alarm bells. What do you mean British yeah. etiquette? Racism?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but again, people like romanticize this post-war Britain, British thing. Like mm. we did it. We beat them and all this stuff. Like the good old days. But that doesn't benefit anyone apart no. from the people that would have benefited from it at the time. Exactly. Like kind of middle class white people.
0: Do you remember it? Was it last year? i can't remember this holiday you remember remember we had that holiday in this country where people had bunting out and there so- was something to do with the war well um
1: i don't know do you know? i do i do remember this is we live in such a fucking bubble it's like what's this like really nationalistic british holiday that white people love yes
0: I don't know why, still, i'm like i don't know we didn't because i remember this is definitely during the peak of the pandemic I'm, and this is either mm-hmm. last year or like i don't know
1: it was the jubilee, it was, the, the jubilee. was it the jubilee yeah well everyone's having street parties
0: oh god and that, i was days. like oh god it wasn't it, it was interesting i mean i don't want to be slacking off the british too much because i want people to come and find me and like find my house or whatever but like it was interesting <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. if you don't read the sun then you probably won't care <laughs> but it's the jubilee this weekend Is Yeah. Good weekend no 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 no! like that was just oh you know, yeah
0: sorry i'm being that was really Yeah.
1: <laughs> sorry sorry um but again it's this whole it's tied into this whole camaraderie of like we're a collective mm-hmm. we're a collective people and we need to be together and we need to do this and we need to it needs to be like back in the good old days
0: it's collectivism in like the worst possible way because it's yeah of under the british empire isn't it it's like celebrating the royals
1: and whiteness mm-hmm. and all this rubbish. and collectivism that only that doesn't it's not collective for anyone apart from a certain group of people. Exactly. But anyway,
0: let's tie this back because I think we're getting lost. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I'm going have a British rant to them. Oh,
0: God. It's all linked, really. Mm-hmm. What do you think, basically? I don't know. What do you think of this, the rise of the child wife? Do you think it will last? Like this. I think maybe it's a TikTok
1: fad. I don't know. I don't think it will. I hope it doesn't last. I mean, I hope it doesn't, but I, I think that it will. Do you? Not to be really. <laughs> sad um yeah like i definitely feel like we're like post feminism we need we need like a new a new wave to kind of get people all jacked up because mm. i do feel like people feel very despondent and very like they're searching for something else now
0: mm. i think a lot of people complain sad. about the tumblr like feminism era and i think it did a lot there's a lot of negative things but i think that happens with every wave of feminism there is like there is issues with the like quote unquote second wave. I don't necessarily agree with the wave ideology, but mm-hmm. the quote unquote second wave mainstream feminism was an issue then, and mainstream feminism was an issue when we had kind of this like Tumblr categorizing maybe as Tumblr feminism era in the 2016 2000 whatever mm-hmm. era. And I know there was issues with it, but I felt so hopeful then. Like yeah. I don't know, I was excited. I was really excited then to learn new things and and to speak out. And I know people find it annoying, but I I kind of love the era. <laughs> even with all its problems. So I hope yeah. that we can, I don't know, get back to a, sp- a, a space like that where... I think we also have a responsibility to teach those young people what feminism is. Yeah. Especially since that 16-year-old post about... You know, that TikTok person is 16. Yeah, it's really
1: dark that it that's is. kind of a thing that they're yeah. really, really wanting this when they're yeah. 16 years old.
0: But yeah, we, we have we a have responsibility, even though I know a lot of activists moving offline, we have a responsibility to teach younger people
1: but do you think it's moving it offline because of shit like this? Like, because there's so much backlash these days when people try to do anything.
0: Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. And Not! the internet <laughs> has
1: become, it's become such a hostile space, mm. especially for activism, where yeah. everyone's like, God, so annoying. Mm. Instagram, uh, infographics. I know.
0: I mean, that is good, but then I think we have to find ways of integrating feminism into our own communities if we are going to be doing that, you know? Taking it offline yeah we'd love to know your thoughts on the rise of the tradwife wife and this whole aesthetic and you think we're, we are in a post-feminism era but yeah thank you Eden for joining me today no worries thank you hopefully
1: you <laughs> made some good points
0: and yeah thank you to our listeners we will see you next week thank you to Gina Gina Grace Hattie
1: <laughs> and, Ione.
0: and Ione of course who else am I thanking Yourself and Halima, even. Yeah, that's it. I don't know what to think. But thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Everyone, watch the
1: Stepford Wives. Watch Bye. Wives. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>